Welcome to St. Louis on the Air. I'm Sarah Fenske. On June 19, 1865, Union soldiers arrived in Galveston, Texas, with huge news for the enslaved people there. They were free. Slavery was no longer legal anywhere in the United States or the vanquished Confederacy. Now, that news came to Galveston more than two months after the end of the Civil War and more than two years after the Emancipation Proclamation officially freed slaves across the Confederacy. But the shock and jubilation was real. And ever since, many Americans have celebrated their freedom on Juneteenth. This year, Juneteenth festivities have added resonance, and here to explain why is Carla Wright, who goes by coffee. She is the founder and organizer of a Juneteenth parade here in St. Louis. Coffee, welcome. Hi, welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And we're also joined today by Kelvin Riley Jr. He's the director of the George B. Vachon Museum, which celebrates African-American history here in St. Louis. Kelvin, welcome. Uh, thank you. I'm glad to be here. So, Calvin, I want to start with you so we can get some history. Um, Juneteenth has its roots in this one specific celebration in Galveston, Texas. Why did it take so long for the people there to get the good news? Uh, because under the uh, Emancipation Act, there were 250,000 um, Texas slaves declared free, but the slave owner kept the news hidden from them, and uh, they were not freed until two and a half years later when uh, General Jordan uh, Granger arrived in Gaffney, Texas with his troops in about 1865. Uh, and, uh, but he, the Union soldiers didn't have enough to enforce the act, so they still were enslaved uh, for uh, a short time. So basically it required federal troops to get in there and enforce this law. It wasn't good enough to have it on the books. Um, people had to be liberated um, in real life as well as as a matter of law. Is that fair to say? Right. So why did this particular celebration in Galveston then, why is this the one that, that looms so large? I imagine people were probably celebrating all across the South. Uh, well, it's because uh, it took them a couple of years to become free. And, and when it, once they became free, it was called a scatter, where the slaves learned they had been uh, free, declared free. The slaves were offered money to stay, but they did not want to stay with the slave owners. They wanted to be free. Mm-hmm. And as a result, many of the former slaves were beaten, they were hanged, they were killed for trying to run away to freedom. Mm-hmm. And so Juneteenth is a holiday, uh, June 19th, to celebrate their freedom and the loss of lives due to wanting to be free. It was customary to celebrate with the color red for the uh, showing, uh, demonstrating the blood. Mm-hmm. They used red soda pop, red Red velvet cake, watermelon. They also had fried chicken, black-eyed peas, barbecue, greens, and they danced and they sang freedom songs. Hmm, so That's a, a celebration. A great celebration, but also some very serious undertones there with that blood red. Um, coffee, to those who aren't familiar with the celebrations of this holiday, how would you describe it? I would describe Juneteenth as American's second day of independence. Hmm. And because that's as... Uh, as he said, as Helen said, um, you know, we had 4th of July, 1776, when Britain gave America their freedom. But slaves were still, they weren't free. We were still slaves. So in 1863, actually, is when we were free. But uh, the four bordering states, Missouri, West Virginia, Delaware, and Texas, um, it still hadn't been enforced. So mm-hmm. we were actually free in 1865. And so... Uh, it's American second day of independence. It's it's everyone who who believe that slavery should be abolished should be celebrating 
Juneteenth because this is America's second day of independence. So this um, coffee for you, this is not just a holiday for African-Americans to celebrate. All of us, you're saying, should get in on this. Absolutely. Absolutely. A lot of white people helped us to be free as well. They they were in charge of the Underground Railroads and which we were able to utilize when when we did escape. And so uh, everyone should be celebrating Juneteenth because, again, this is America's second day of independence. Well, if you're listening to this conversation and you celebrate Juneteenth, we want to invite you to join us. You can give us a call at 314-382-8255. That's 382-TALK. We're curious to hear about your family's traditions and, and what this holiday means to you. You can also send us a tweet at STL on air, or you can email us at talk at stlpublicradio.org. Now, Kelvin, I understand that you are from St. Louis, but it wasn't until you moved to Texas in the early 90s that you even learned about this holiday. Um, what did you see as you were there in Texas in terms of celebrations? Well, yeah, I did not know about Juneteenth until I moved to Dallas, Texas, to teach in the independent school district. And uh, it was never mentioned to me when I was in college or, or in school. But when I was in Texas, uh, uh, some of the teachers would talk to me about it. And uh, one teacher, I talked to her few days ago, and she told me that when she was a little girl, she remembers celebrating Juneteenth as a young girl, and like it was like the 4th of July today. She said her grandmother would have her hair done, uh, bought her new clothes, and attended picnics. Sometimes they went swimming at the only colored swimming pool in East Texas. Some mm-hmm. Texas cities would have parades in the African-American neighborhoods. The parades would include fancy cars, school bands, dance groups, political figures, and speakers. And so this is, uh, but after, uh, during uh, the Texas migration in the 1915-1930s, they carried the tradition with them as they migrated from Texas. And so today, more than 100 cities in the United States uh, and Canada celebrate June 2. Hmm. Now, Coffee, I understand you also didn't learn about this holiday in school. That, that seems like such a, a sad omission. I'm, I'm, I'm sad to hear about that. What was your experience celebrating it as a child? Well, as a, as a child, I remember as a teenager, uh, we would have events in the park uh, that Percy Green would give, and they called mm-hmm. them Afro Day, but really it was actually Juneteenth. And, and, and we Percy, Day, of course, everybody... uh, for our listeners who aren't familiar, he is one of the civil rights legends of St. Louis, so he was, he was big into this, you're saying, coffee. Um, yeah, he gave that, and my family was aware of it uh, in St. Louis, so we have been celebrating it and looked upon as, as kind of eccentric because why are you know what are we celebrating some people even black people were offended like oh that's some like we were being racist or something because we're recognizing our freedom and so and that's why i pushed so hard you know i wrote the juneteenth national anthem i um you know just push every year to give juneteenth celebrations and encourage everyone to do it as a matter of fact i did st louis's first official Juneteenth parade, and that's been going on for a while now. Yeah, that's right. I mean, you've really been involved with pushing this, and and I love to see that. It feels like a lot of America is talking about it this year, but St. Louis can say, we had celebrations even before this big push, and and coffee, I think that's almost entirely due to you. Well, it's not entirely due to me. I'm also a a member of the National Juneteenth um, uh, Foundation, and we have, we meet every, we have phone conference every Saturday. We talk and we have people all over the whole United States and even a few in several countries in Africa where we meet and we push Juneteenth in our state. Hmm. And then, of course, we push it on social media. So every so that way we're getting the word out there. You know, we're all getting the word out there. We're all directors of each state. 
And I also, my brother, as well as several of my friends, was a part of making Juneteenth an actual holiday in the state of Missouri. It's a holiday in 44 states, and we're going for the entire country. We want the entire country. We want Juneteenth to be a national holiday. Uh, we are talking to Coffee Wright, who's the founder and organizer of the Juneteenth Parade here in St. Louis. And as she was just describing, a lot of efforts to make more people acknowledge this holiday. We're also talking to Calvin Riley Jr., the director of the George B. Vachon Museum, which celebrates African-American history in St. Louis. I want to go to the phone lines. Um, Jonathan is calling from Ferguson, um, and I believe he might be somebody who has a celebration of this as well. Jonathan, hi, you're on St. Louis on the Air. Hi, good afternoon, Sarah, and uh, I first, first commend you for um, having coffee on and Calvin. You guys are doing awesome work. Keep it up. Uh, St. Louis loves you for it. Uh, just calling in from Ferguson. I think that barbecue is the tradition where, you know, we eat rib tips, snoots, and St. Louis-style ribs. That's mm. uh, been a family tradition, so... Uh, eating barbecue to celebrate Juneteenth with friends and family. So. Boy, Jonathan, I want to be in your family. That sounds like some good food right there. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, we actually have uh, uh, Roper's Rim barbecue, too. So uh, that's where it comes from. You know, we, we celebrate through a lifelong career of uh, food and love. So That's great. Well, that's great to hear about your celebration. Thank you for that, Jonathan. Thank you. Um, Coffee, the idea of barbecue, is this something that you see a lot of people doing among your friends and family? Absolutely. Um, absolutely. Uh, barbecue um, and for Juneteenth, some of the traditions is watermelon, strawberry, soda, uh, and it all goes hand in hand. But, um, you know, but the main thing is about networking. It's about support. It's about continuing to educate people on health issues, on um, and, and, and just the, the fight, the overall fight for us to keep pushing because freedom isn't free and no one's free to everyone's free. So. Um, yeah, that's, um, it's a, it's been a long fight. Uh, we just signed in today, um, to, to try to, uh, we signed in the article to make Juneteenth, uh, not only to make it, a, it's already a holiday here, but we're signing, put a resolution to see that people are to get paid hmm. and respect that holiday as a total official holiday. And I think that's going to really open some more eyes. Uh, and people will have more of appreciation for Juneteenth. Kelvin, it does feel like there is this growing movement that this needs to be a paid holiday. What do you think is driving that, where it's something that so many people are talking about this year in particular? Well, I think because uh, we got this movement going on right now, and I think there's a, a great need uh, to uh, do things to uh, bring it down uh, uh, where it's, it's smoothing out, and I think that's what's going on. You know, back in 1990, members of the Congressional Ballot Caucus, they worked to put uh, this on the national calendar. And on April the 10th, 1997, the Senate approved a resolution, but there's never been approved uh, to, uh, by the, the House to hmm. make Juneteenth an uh, independent day. So uh, I think this is what's going on. I, th I think now, since this is going on across the United States, I think it will come uh, where they'll try to get this uh, passed. Make it a national holiday. Finally be some movement on that. Um, now, St. Louis activist Arkayla Tenney Howard, uh, she talked to St. Louis Public Radio reporter Andrea Henderson yesterday. And Arkayla explained one reason that this year feels different to her. I believe that we are in a time of great potential. Uh, we have the potential to create real change in America, systems change. And 
because we have so many people down for the movement right now, um, it's an exciting time. It is a scary time because change is scary. But I think Juneteenth is just going to encompass what it means to go through unprecedented change. When those last slaves found out that they were free, there's that moment of what's next. Um, (laughs) It's that moment of what's next. We're in a place where we our voices have so much power that we can create some real change. So we're like, okay, what's next? Um, Once you get that taste of freedom and know what freedom is, you want more of it. And unfortunately, America hasn't given us our full freedoms yet, but we're in a position to fight for that full freedom now. What they gave us in 1865 wasn't the total package, Uh, but what we're going to take in 2020 is the total package. And that's activist Arkela Tenney Howard speaking to Andrea Henderson of St. Louis Public Radio yesterday. Um, Coffee, does that that resonate with you, that parallel between what was happening in Galveston in 1865 and this historic moment that we're in now? Yes, yes, it does. And um, and I'm, I'm so proud, especially of uh, Galveston. Um, my um, my godmother, Miss Opal Lee, she's uh, one of the oldest, uh, one of our elders in the Juneteenth movement. And she walked from Texas to the White House. Whoa. Uh, and, yes. And, and in 2018, in 2016, she did. And she stopped in St. Louis and I joined her and walked her out of St. Louis on over to Missouri. And so uh, we are constantly building up the momentum and constantly getting the word out. And I'm just so excited that more and more people are appreciating Juneteenth and and not just Blacks, not just African-Americans. Um, I found, I did a survey in 2016, and I discovered that more whites were familiar with Juneteenth than than, than African-Americans. And hmm. um, seven out of 10 people I I would ask did never heard of Juneteenth. And the ones that did were majority of our Caucasians. That's fascinating. Um, so yeah, it seems like the, part of the education effort that you have, this is, this is really starting to pay off. People are now uh, much more aware of it. Yep, absolutely. And, and we just gonna, we're going to keep pushing. I'm speaking at three different events today, and uh, we have major Juneteenth parade today, and all the officials are here. They were all at uh, my first parade and event, and and so it's growing. Um, so I'm just uh, excited that um, that people are accepting it more and not looking at it as some type of racial uh, event, but as a event of freedom mm-hmm. and respect. Now, Coffee, I understand that you have um, uh, hosted these parades in St. Louis since 2016, but this year's parade is going to look a little bit different because of the pandemic. What do you have in mind for this year? Yeah, this year is what I call a riding rally, and um, we're going to be what we're going to do is pretty much just be in our cars. We're going to ride around throughout the city of St. Louis as well as North County, and those are the predominantly black areas, but they. But we do have city of St. Louis is about half and half, actually. And so we definitely want to make as many African-Americans aware of this holiday because um, Juneteenth, uh, 4th of July was one of the slaves' most dreaded holidays. Hmm. And African-Americans just go out of their way. Most of us have our family reunions on the 4th of July. And so we spend so much money on the 4th of July. We're wearing red, white, blue stars and stripes. And all that's fine. But Juneteenth... We have to recognize that day as well. It was hard work and a lot of sacrifices put into for us to become free, hmm. you know. And uh, when Abraham Lincoln signed the Emancipation Proclamation, 
We need to know about it. We weren't taught that in school. They, they left that out of the history books. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and now finally, uh, that's beginning to change. Calvin, St. Louis County has now recognized Juneteenth as a holiday for employees this year. St. Louis City just declared it a holiday, too, I believe, as of yesterday. They do have plans Absolutely. to make it a, a paid holiday next fiscal year. Would you like to see other governments follow their lead on that? I think so. I think it needs to be a national holiday, just like others. African Americans uh, need to celebrate their heritage, just like other races do, because it's very, very important. I think that's why we have a lot of problems in the black community, because a lot of the young black guys uh, do not understand their history. I haven't come to the museum here, and I had a, a matter of fact, I had a, a black guy last year came to the museum, had his pants to hang it down. He was with his girlfriend. She's the one that wanted to come in. And before he left the museum, when I was talking to him about all these outstanding men in this museum, before he left, his pants were pulled up. Hmm. So you feel like he had maybe an increased sense of pride after learning about this history? Right, he did, yeah. So I think that's what we have to do to try to save our community is to teach the history. Because if you don't know where you come from, then you, you cannot move forward. you got to know your history. Hmm. It's very, very important. Um, now, our producer, Laura Hamden, spoke with Shakia Gullett. She's the director of African-American initiatives for the Missouri Historical Society, which runs the Missouri History Museum. And uh, she explained to us what she's going to be thinking about this Juneteenth. I think right now, during this current climate and just dealing with the death of Black bodies by police brutality, this year, Juneteenth is definitely more of a time for me to be reflective and introspective and think about ways that we can make change, whether that means making changes in your organization, speaking up, activating your voice. To me, that that's what Juneteenth means to me, especially this year, thinking about the ancestors that paved the way and the, the daily fight that they had to endure. And that's Shakia Gullett of the Missouri Historical Society. Um, Coffee, what are you going to be thinking about this year during during these celebrations in particular? I'm thinking about uh, promoting more um, promoting more black businesses and independence. You know, because you to be independent, to be free, you have to uh, you know freedom and in, in uh, economics and all that goes together. And so when we were when slavery was abolished, we left with nothing. Mm-hmm. And so um, we're not looking out. We're not looking for a handout, but we may need a hand up. We need to help each other as well. So I'm I'm promoting uh, recycling black dollars, um, promoting black businesses, and and staying alive right now. We all we all have to stay, we definitely have to um, we have we have to stay alive. You know we have to we have to respect the social distancing. And so uh, I have a slogan that. Um, that uh, a new champ that I came up with and my um, organization uh, always, I'm a member of UAPO and we say, you kill us, we kill your economy. Hmm. Black dollar powers, keep your hands off me. So we have, to, we, have to, we have to recognize and we have to push accountability because we don't feel free when um, things happen, the, the um, injustices that happen that's been taking place, that's been waking up everybody in open eyes you know, such as Mr. Floyd and, and, and even more. So mm-hmm. it's about freedom. When one is not free till everyone is free. So we have to we have to push accountability because there's one race and that's called human. Mm-hmm. And we have to we have to understand that and everybody has to respect it. Respect so, everybody. 
So, Coffee, you're focused on that accountability and also um, some of these economic issues this year. I think those are those are both so important. And as far as all, some of these uh, Juneteenth events go, in particular, the parade that Coffee is organizing, we will have those details on our website. That's stlpublicradio.org. And Coffee Wright of the Juneteenth Parade, I want to thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. Um, I wrote the Juneteenth National Anthem. I don't know if you have time. Unfortunately, to say it like we are out of time today. I'm so sorry about that. Um, I, okay. Yeah, the, the time just flew. But but thank you for that. And and people should go to the parade to get that. So and thank you. And Calvin Riley Jr., director of the George B. Vachon Museum. Thank you so much for joining us. And thank you. This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio. That's ninety point seven KWMU. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to conservation and careful management of the state's forests to make them more resilient and better habitats for wildlife. Choosewood.com.